Hey there, and welcome to Cinephiles, the world's greatest John Cena film review program. And we, Mike Andronico and myself, Henry T. Casey, are here to discuss the cinematic career of the Doctor of Economics, the 16-time world champion, the best-selling author, the TV show host, and overall sentient meme machine himself, John Cena. Yes. Mike, how are you in today? I am doing fantastic. I can't believe we are finally here. Uh, the hardcore fans may realize that this is uh, not the first attempt at doing this podcast. Uh, we tried doing this last year. Um, got a few episodes in. But like all things that happened in 2020, Cenophiles deserved a do-over, a fresh take. You know, we could take our masks off now. It's cool. Much like the Suicide Squad, we needed a reboot. Yes. And that's a spoiler alert. We're building the uh, tra trajectory of this show which will live as a Twitch stream live first and then then get aired, if you want to call it that, separately on YouTube, which uh, the channel is called Cenophiles. It's already up. You can subscribe now and like and share it with your friends. And just, um, if you're going to try to get me to change and evolve as a human being, leave interesting comments because I always say never read the YouTube comments. I say it loud and proud. But if you can make me change as a human being, the real Cenophiles were the fans we made along the way. And I'm excited <laughs> to find that out. Um, yes, but so, let's talk about what we're doing here today. Yeah, so for those that are brand new to the channel, don't know us, or, or don't know what, why the heck we're doing a podcast about the filmography of John Cena, uh, yeah, long story short, you know, Henry and I go way back, and kind of, it started as a bit. We, we went to see Blockers in theaters, uh, which was like a 2018 film, had a great time. Then it kind of became a tradition slash bit slash obligation where we decided we're going to see every John Cena movie as it comes out because it's always a good time. Uh, and then one day, Henry and, I were, Henry and I were sitting next to each other at work when we still work together, RIP. Uh, and Henry just uttered the phrase Cenophiles and we kind of just looked at each other and knew right away, like, all right, this is a podcast we have to do. We are going to watch <laughs> and rank and review every single John Cena movie. So that's why we're here. Gave it a shot last year, but now, armed with better knowledge, armed with the ability to stream, we decided to give it another shot. Um, so yeah, let's, Henry, let's do some quick intros to explain how the hell we got here. So tell the folks a bit about yourself. Also, I just want to put one caveat in there. We're talking about the cinematic and filmography of John Cena, but the thing is, we're not going through the every single entry in the career. We're going through the featured roles. Um, so if you're looking at his Wikipedia... Um, what, 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 we could have started with Ray to Rumble. He has an uncredited role in that movie, the gym patron. Um, we're not going to go into Fred the movie, where he's Fred's dad. We're not going to do Trainwreck, where he's Steven, or Sisters, where he plays Pazuzu. Um, nor are we going to do The Wall, the a war movie where he's barely in it. We're going to do the movies where John Cena has an actual meaty featured role in the movie because we don't want to be talking not about John Cena for too long. It would just get all very poochy like. Where's John Cena? Um, yeah, no, we're and, we're we're going we're going we're going with the heavy hitters. Yeah. Um. And so the Marine is what we're talking about today. But before we get to the Marine, let's just say that we came to this idea sort of haphazardly because I was the corrupting influence in Mike's life. Uh, Marie is the healing influence. You can see her if you look behind him. Um, I was really the person that sort of got Mike back into the terrible. Um, sort of, at times wholesome, but very much evil in, in very many of its corners, world of professional wrestling. Um, and over the years, that led to just John Cena movies. And then, because we saw Blockers, and Blockers was really good. It was and it was very just like good. Bumblebee, 
But today, we're talking about The Marine, the first feature movie of John Cena, his first real big role. And I was looking at this. Um, it was executive produced by Vince McMahon, something that the film is very proud of and shouts at you in big text at the start of the movie. And I was just going to check now, because I meant to do this before we started, but time has a way oh, of can throwing I, bricks can I just, in your path. Can I just chime in with some quick, uh, yeah. some quick factoids? So, yeah, yeah, this was a 2006 film directed by John Benito. I don't know what else he's done. Uh, it sits at a 20% rating on Rotten Tomatoes uh, for critics, 60% audience rating, which which that makes sense. Because um, as you'll hear, there there's some fun to be had in this movie, even though it's not a good film. Made about $7.1 million on its opening weekend. At a time, it was... <laughs> this is such a ridiculous that. It was once WWE Studios' most successful film, beating out See No Evil, starring Kane. Um, and Walking Tall and The Rundown, which both starred The Rock. Yeah. So, John Cena outperformed The Rock at the box office, which I don't remember if that was folded into their feud at the time. But don't worry, folks. We're not going to talk much about wrestling. This is... we're it, One of the ideas behind Cena Files 2.0 is that we're going to make this as little wrestling involved as possible. Because yeah. if you want wrestling, you can get wrestling everywhere. There's yeah. wrestling every night. And it's just too much of it, and, and John, it should be and made illegal. And John Cena has has transcended the world of uh, wrestling. Still doing it. Has his biggest movies yet coming out this year with Fast Nine and Suicide Squad, which we will get to. All and these episodes, a TV show. Yes, all these, all these, all these HBO Max. All these episodes are basically the wrap up to that. But uh, all right, let's let's get into the Marine, Henry. How how does this movie start out? Because it's a hell of an intro. It's it it it's. I called it in my notes. This is basically a problematic moments bingo card opening uh, first of all the wwe films logo whatever graphic is feels like their own attempt to make a 20 20th century fox because it has like shifting like light and like a logo and, and then it fractures and it's all dramatic but then uh you see john well he's not john cena but you see mr cena um in black and black stripes camo face paint which we love you john but um, is this accurate to uh, if if anyone can prove that it was accurate and not just some decision somebody made that doesn't look that great in retrospect? I'd be curious to know. Uh, and then he's barging in on terrorists who are yet one of whom yells Alu Akbar, and um, it's basically just like oh everything's going wrong here. And then he stomps on a guy's skull on the ground, and it's just oh we're going full. Of, he's trying to save his fellow Marines because he's a Marine, and that's the theme of the movie. Um, but it's, it goes into full recruitment mode. The yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a, it's a, it's a surprisingly brutal intro. And obviously, so I'll, I, this is our second time watching this film, as it's going to be for for a few of these. But yeah, it's a very violent intro. He's stabbing dudes in the chest. He pulls one guy up to him and, and is shooting him right, right in the stomach. I think he shoots a grenade at one guy. Um, so yeah, as Henry said, it's like the typical, you know, the action hero barges in, saves the hostages. Um, mind you, this is 20, 2006. and as Henry said, it took place in Iraq. So take that context for what you will uh now they have to try to escape and his fellow marines are like how do we get around them and one of a million amazing quotable one-liners john cena goes we don't we go through them um and then that's the end of the opening this opening raid scene and then we find ourselves over in uh germany at one of their bases and uh so john triton which is John Cena's character in this film. I love that he's still John. We could just keep calling him John. That's the yeah, most... He's... It, it, 
the easiest way to do this podcast. He's still so John. What did John he's, do he's, next? He's still seeing it in most of my notes, but you know, it turns out you know he disobeyed orders making that move because he didn't wait for backup. He barged in, grabbed the dudes. So despite his heroic efforts, he is discharged from the Marines. But he tells his colonel, Colonel, I'm a Marine. And it's just this moment of very whole, it's like, and then his colonel says, one of the best. So at that point, he's given his yellow, you're fired envelope, which is like the pink slip <laughs> of the Marines. Yes. And in 4.5 minutes, he's gone from Marine to not a Marine. How is this movie called the Marine, you might ask? Well, it's like he can't quit being a Marine. And that's the through line of the dramatic action of the film. Because you might be able to tell, I took screenwriting class in college. Should have put that to use for my career. But we're going to go through you that are, now. You are now, Henry. Yeah, because John comes home. And the other theme of most John Cena movies happens. Because he, meet, he meets up with his special lady friend, who I believe is his wife. Yeah, um, Kate. Because uh, married Kate, later on. Kate Triton. But she, yeah. yeah, she is horny as all hell. As I would be if John Cena came home to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, well, it, it, this movie didn't keep with John Cena lore. The apartment, the, the house didn't look especially clean or tidy. But, like, it was very much like, I, I was actually tracking the um, scenes here. Because immediately he picks her up practically and he carries her into the bedroom. And they sort of disrobe a little bit. Jump cut to them sitting, her sitting on the countertop and him mm -hmm. looking into her eyes. And so it looks like they may have um, had some five knuckle shuffles happening. Oh, the the, the actual line. I, I so I I took I quoted this movie so many times. Took notes of quotes. This movie is incredibly quotable, not necessarily in a good way, but the lines <laughs> the lines will stick out to you. Um, and yeah, you know they have this conversation where like he's already rushing to get back to work. She's like, "Don't you want to be happy?" Um, and then like. <laughs> like you know she, she's telling him slow down i just want you to be happy then he grabs her takes her to the bedroom and she's like where are we going to make me happy uh yep. so that's that so, gives, that tells you what you need to know about the writing in this film which i, I in my notes i'm like is that this is gonna be the third or the second time because the question i had whoa while watching was okay so seemingly once in the bedroom and then on the back in the kitchen on the countertop she was just in her bra and you couldn't and he was shirtless so yeah. were they was that number two, or is that just post number one? But after, before he picks her up, and they say that, he says to her, you married a Marine, Kate. And it's very much like, okay, he is, he is his, his personality and his image is defined by his job. Yeah. As people who write online for a living, we sort of understand what it feels like to be defined by your career. There's no, but, yeah, there's, you know, there's no getting out. But, uh, nope. so, so, um, follow, so, so following the scene where they, you know, they have their big reunion, um, where, oh, I just whoop. forgot, I didn't mention this earlier. What is because that? Because we are, I'm gonna, I want to inaugurate Cenophiles 2.0 with the proper beverage. This Mount, is Mountain the Dew. Mountain Dew. That John Cena had a Super Bowl commercial for. Ah, Mountain I was Dew wondering the connection. Major Melon. Look um, at that. And he does. Uh, watermelon on the. And that makes sense because John Cena does have a Major Melon. He has a huge head and it's beautiful and chiseled. Um, so anyway, so we're. So fl cut to the next scene. We meet our main villain, uh, Rome, played by Robert Patrick of Terminator fame. In my notes, both times I watched this film, I, I, I wrote. I first noted him down as knockoff Ray Liotta because that's what he reminded me of. But he he is he is a 
accomplished actor in his own right. So it's kind of the typical intro heist scene. You you meet the bad guys. There's this before elaborate. We, before we get there, I kept referring to him at first as Patrick Wilson. That's a different actor. Um, much very different. He, but... Before he before he goes into the um, because like there's this whole tracking shot of like the scene outside the bank, and he's talking in his car with his crony, who's doing this like terrible Scarface impression. Oh God, yes. And he rightfully mocks it, and like, and that is the first of a couple of sort of what I call dime store versions of celebrities in this yes. movie. Um, because we go inside the bank, and you quickly realize there's a knockoff Carl Urban inside that bank. It turns out Pat Robert Patrick is working with knockoff Carl Urban. Oh, are you talking? Are you talking about Bennett? Manu Bennett? The the I sort of so. yeah, spiky haired sort sort of tan yeah. skin. Yeah, Manu yeah. Bennett of of Arrow fame. He's actually a superb Deathstroke in the TV show Arrow. Um, but yeah, one of many who and he plays his character's name is Bennett. Another character that just gets to use his name because they probably didn't put too much thought into this film. Um, but yeah, like like Henry said, there's uh, a lot of knockoff cronies. Uh, and yeah, things start off with what what seems like a typical jewelry heist. You've got a lot of great one-liners from uh, from Robert Patrick. He's like, I have some severe intimacy issues, intimacy issues at a gun, so do yourselves a favor, don't look up. Robbing the jewels, but then you find out some of the people there are actually in on it. He and... takes a hostage, a, a screaming woman, and then, oh wait, she's in on it too! Then, But he's like, you're right, he's being this joking Michael Rooker-style villain, kind of. He's like really yeah. trying to ham it up for the camera. Yeah. Um, and slowly... Uh, you realize even he's not loyal to his own plants because the, the guy who's giving him the jewels that they're stealing says, you gotta punch me, make it look real, make it look like it. And he says, he calls him by his name, I think, is what really tipped uh, this guy Rome off. Yeah. Rome. And so Rome angrily, oh, I'll make it look real. Boom! Shoots him and kills him. Yeah. And then the instrumental of white zombies more human than human hits. And you know that this movie is going full early 2000s. And 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 full early 2000s it goes because shortly after that, uh, you know, they try to escape. And we have a full-on shootout between Rome's crew and the cops. It is one of many scenes that are just so typical over-the-top 2000s. Eventually Morgan, the best character in the entire film... Uh, shoots a rocket yep. launcher at a cop car. It goes flying in the air. It's so exaggerated that the effects are terrible. Uh, everything's well, we've seen Morgan earlier. Who is let's uh, reveal who what Morgan the reveal about who what Morgan was hiding in plain sight as. What do you mean? He, Morgan was just a guy on the street at like a, a hot dog or a coffee stand. Oh, I didn't catch that actually. Wow. Oh, no, no, was... yeah, he hangs up something on a rack okay. or something. He's one of the so the movie is like. I said I was going to make this as non-wrestling as possible, but this movie isn't swerving you left and right, making you realize that everybody's a heel. Yeah. Everybody's a bad guy a lot in this of, movie. A lot basically. of heel turn, except, except for John. He is the purest And he's got man. a bazooka. Yes. Morgan's got a freaking bazooka. So Morgan blows up a cop car. Um, you know, you, we meet Detective Van Buren, who's on the scene. We'll talk a lot more about him later. Uh, kind of breaking down, like, wow, how did these guys know that these diamonds were getting delivered? Plot starts to unfurl. Eventually, we cut to John, uh, first day on the job at his new security gig. He's working security at, you know, some office complex. Him and his buddy Joe, played by Drew Powell, kind of classic comic relief. Uh, this guy is very content to be a security officer. He's like, oh, it's great, you know, you for, stay here for two years, you become a manager. <laughs> John's like, how long have you been working here? He says, nine years, why are you not a manager? Fun stuff like that. And then a bunch of guys who clearly look to have mafia like they are, they are like zoot suited. They are like 
if you think about like early Cesaro from Chikara, they have the sort of like the big suits. They're like the shiny shirts, the ties, and they're all D bags. Yeah, I think we can say that on Twitch without getting in trouble. Um, but it's funny what makes them up. What makes Cena? Uh, <laughs> what makes John Triton and uh, Fate Kevin James angry? Because they let these guys go upstairs, even though they disrespect the pen of the front desk. Yeah, they didn't even they, have, they didn't even sign in. But he also like throws it down practically, and John uh, John Triton looks at him with like with disgust. You've abused the priv- You've abused the front desk. Um, but his buddy gets a call, mm-hmm. and that call and... is uh, uh, they're told uh, there's a psycho ex boyfriend issue on the twelfth floor or or something like that. So they go investigate. It's yeah, it's those same shady. It's that main shady mafioso looking dude yelling at a woman. Um, you know, it looks like poor man's Ethan Embry. Yes. Ethan Embry, who we'll see later on in Cenophiles, by the way. Spoiler yep. alert. Yep. And uh, so, you know, uh, John and Joe show up. They they First, they they try to ask the guy to leave. That doesn't work. Uh, he's like, I'm not listening to a rent-a-cop. They eventually grab him. Uh, and the guy is calling his girlfriend, who's working in this office, a whore twice. He yells yeah. that at her, and he's pissing her off. But it's only when he calls John Triton flat top that things have to get physical. <laughs> Yes. And they remove him from the office, and we get into the elevator, and what do we learn of this guy's name? Oh, I didn't catch his name. He gets a call on his little flip phone, I think. Mm-hmm. Little flip phone. You're on with the... Oh, no, no. You've got the Drake. The Drake. The, That's the right. Drake. The, the Drake. Um, He's the worst he Drake in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a it's that's an inside joke for the wrestling fans. We'll keep those at a minimum. But yes, yeah. it, is, it is the but Drake. Yeah, you got the Drake is the most, like cornball one of the most cornball lines in this five minute stretch of the movie um but I, it's when they get downstairs from the lobby he can't be on the phone because you got the drake but we're, i'm talking to these yeah i'm in this elevator blah. but we get downstairs and they're trying they almost fight almost get into a fight and um john trayton's new work co-worker tries to be a peacemaker tries to make everything cool but then these bad guys make the mistake of saying that they're boyfriends. And if you imply homosexuality in 2006, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, like... this this is one of the <laughs> one of one of about 10,000 just incredibly dated, you know, just interactions, things that you would not see today cuz yeah, god yeah, god forbid you call it, you know, they god forbid they they say the b word and that's what gets that's what gets Joe fired up and then they both agree to start fighting. Um, so eventually, so that happens, you know, they scrap, we eventually cut to, uh, to John and Joe, uh, having some drinks to unwind after the, the fiasco. They're probably drinking Miller Lights or something like that. John um, has seemingly been fired, it sounds like, according to the, his coworker. Um, also, uh, the, the Drake, after windows break and everything goes to heck, the Drake says, you better get to work on time tomorrow, because when you do, you're fired, because I'm going to buy and own this place after the law, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, he, but he's, they're talking, um, John, his coworker, and he says, being a Marine meant everything to me. And then later on, he goes, I'm going to go home and see my wife. And what does his, what does his partner say to him? And Joe goes, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> Which again, it's just the the movie never lets up from this type of acting and dialogue and writing. It is cheesy one liner after cheesy one liner. How does he know? How, how we never even uh, like maybe? Well, they... we don't 
we didn't we maybe maybe yeah. in the time they met he showed a picture or something like that who knows that seemed supposed to be his first day though so i guess he showed her to him like he had, his, he had a flip phone photo Cause like i mean back then we used to believe that, that was good photo quality yeah maybe so. maybe he just assu- rightfully assumes that john cena would have a hot wife yeah, so yeah um, it's 26 2006 that, yeah. that makes sense Check uh that. so then we cut to rome with uh with his main lady angela uh, and they're talking about just the the bank heist. She's a little concerned. Why are they gonna get? Are they gonna get caught? That cut that transitions to him kissing her very creepily. They start making out. Then Rome gets a call from the mysterious dealer that they're working with, the person they stole these diamonds for. That you know, in exchange for catch. And they're you know, so that back and forth is happening. You realize there's a big there's another bad guy in the mix that Rome is working with. And Rome's boss is apparently very angry. Yeah. And then that's when I think we learned his name was Rome. But he says when he's on the phone with his boss, I've gained control. Yes. He says that when Angela is disrobing. And it's just like, yeah, okay. You have whatever you're playing out here. And, but he goes, I've gained control because I have the diamonds. The diamonds are the power, basically. Those aren't the words, but. That's basically it. And then, so, you know, Joe drives John home. Joe's Joe's like, hey, about today, I won't tell anyone. It was a very wholesome moment. They get a fist bump. He's like, thanks, man. You know, good buddies already. Then, you know, the classic classic sitcom type stuff. John John tells, you know, his wife was like, how is work? John's like, fine, nothing happened. And she's like, something happened. He's like, eh, stuff. And then immediately the TV's on and there's news footage of John throwing that dude out the window. Um, so... And then that's when Kate kind of suggests, like, maybe we should just run away, go to the country, forget everything. Road trip time. Yeah. Like, yes. We, we deserve a road trip. I mean, everybody wants a road trip right now. And back then in 2006, yeah, no, there's no reason not to go on a road trip. Um, and then we cut to a garage. Oh, God. So this is, yeah, this is our, our real, this is our another scene with my favorite character in the film, Morgan, one of Rome's cronies. And he's there to get a ride for their kind of, you know, for their next mission, for their delivery. Uh, and he's in a garage with with this dude, Frank. We start setting up some plot points. Frank offers him some rock candy. Morgan says, you know, I hate rock candy. Keep that in mind. That's going to yeah, be important. Keep, keep that in mind. And also, we meet Morgan first when he's talking to the uh, the bodyguard at the door, who Morgan recognizes him as a former uh, football player mm-hmm. who made it to the Super Bowl, but didn't win in the Super Bowl. He started in the Super Bowl, but didn't win. So Morgan is just like winding people up without realizing it he's, oh he's yeah he's, <laughs> he's but he hates rock candy he yeah. hates rock candy and he's here to get a car and he gets a minivan and he specifically says black men don't drive minivans frank uh but and that is the first of many um if anybody remember that old simpsons episode where i think homer's watching stand-up comedians like white guys drive like this yeah black guys drive like it's that whole gimmick basically is sort of sprinkled lightly dusted like a like a fine bag of cheetos with the cheese dust throughout the entire movie but fret not because uh morgan sees an opportunity to instead of take the minivan steal a cadillac so he does that and he gets this beautiful cadillac with a little las vegas sticker in the back um and that's that. And then we cut to here's things are going to heat up literally very soon because John and Kate are on the road. They're finally making their road trip um, and they have to grab gas. And so they end up at a gas station. And as fate would have it, Rome and his crew are also at that same station getting snacks. But before then, we have two, we have three words of dialogue that tell the whole story of the movie because Kate says to John, nice butt. 
and slaps him on the ass. And when he's walking into the gas station, which was some weird name of a gas station, I can't even remember. And then he just responds, "What?" <laughs> I literally and have that. Like, I have that in my notes in all caps yep, and bold. Yep. 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 And it's like Rome's there. We 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 now we realize that Rome's filling up gas. Um, Rome's knockoff Scarface is in the car next to Kate's car, the yes. truck that John and Kate were driving, and knockoff Scarface checks Kate out. And then we know everything's going to go wrong because if if there's a cop that shows up in your life, you know something's about to go wrong. Like it's just the biggest so, red flag. So the yeah, the highway patrol shows up. They start, you know, starts questioning Rome a little bit. He's he's asking questions about the Cadillac, just making small talk. He's like, "Oh, Vegas sticker. My brother lives in Vegas." Blah blah blah. Morgan realizes what's going down. That you know, there's a cop here, and there's something that has to be done. So Morgan just pulls up behind that cop and kills him. Straight up, straight up, bops him. Which keep that in mind because that's that comes into play in a bit yep. later. <laughs> um, and then from there, it turns out it turns into an all-out shootout. We get the incredible shot, which you can actually see in the trailer below. At one point. Uh, when Rome is firing at the police, there's an incredible slow motion CGI shot of like the bullet casing spinning in midair. Um, and it's it's hilarious. Uh, Bennett knocks John out with the fire extinguisher. Oh, so I should back up in the chaos. You know, they see Kate and they decide to kidnap her, take the take the truck. Um and John can't save her because he just got knocked out with a fire extinguisher by Bennett. So he's all hazy eyed. He sees his wife getting taken away. And Morgan starts shooting up the gas station to start a fire. Again, there's are about I should have done an explosions counter because they're about thirty. There are like twenty in the in the trailer you're seeing below. But you know, anyway, the point is they blow up the gas station. They think John is dead because you see a massive explosion. Uh, you see you see John. Getting... How did he survive that one? The first explosion knocks him back. Yeah. Yeah, you see John getting just, knocked back. I don't know how yeah. he survived beyond that, but uh, well, he just walks through the fire. Like yeah. it's just, I I rewound it like three times. It was sort of like not giving much time to like a scene where like oh he should be dead. What right. The hell. But no, he walks through the fire and he gets in the cop car. Well, he takes the cop the the highway patrolman out of the cop car because that guy's knocked out. Yeah. He gets in the car. He gets on the the, the little um cop intercom thing and he calls it he calls um the miss the hostage and the whole incident in and he says she's my wife yeah he says yeah he's like they have a hostage it's my wife which i don't know how john cena didn't win an oscar for that delivery um but yeah so then we have then then we have a pretty a pretty fun chase scene um at one point kate tries to attack angela when she's in the car in captivity and they restrain her and then they see they eventually John catches up to them in the cop car, uh, and they're like, "Oh, that ain't the cops." Uh, and then Morgan at one point says, "I hate cops and rock candy." Again, keep that in mind. Uh, this is pretty incredible because so now Morgan's trying to get John off their tail. He's firing away the machine gun. John is holding a police vest. He's driving with one hand, holding a police vest with the other, and using that to block the shots. Because he has to, because when everything went down with um, the Highway Patrolman car that he stole, that car windshield got shot up to smithereens. So in a, in a masculine feat of strength, he pushes the car windshield out of the car. So he's driving without any protection when he's, like, chasing these guys who are going to shoot him down. Mm -hmm. So he has to do something to... Because the glass isn't going to be there to ricochet bullets away. I mean, he doesn't have a mask to wear. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what he's really going to do. So, yeah, bulletproof vest. That's your um, Link had a shield in Zelda. Um, 
John, has John a Cena vest. uses a bulletproof vest. And, and it gets even worse because at one point, uh, they're, they're driving through a construction site, and John literally ducks entirely into his seat as he, as he drives under a crane, which destroys whatever was left of the top of the car. Uh, and then they see that he's still alive, and the most brilliant uh, piece of writing in this film, like legitimately, uh, they, they realize that somehow John's not dead, and I think Bennett says, this guy's like the Terminator, and you just see a quick glance from Robert Patrick, who was the villain in Terminator 2, I believe, the T-1000 yeah. or whatever it is. T-1000, yep. Uh, which was legitimately brilliant. Like, I, I, I love stuff like that. There's another callback to that later in the movie, and also... He also made collapses in Wayne's World, I believe, where he was the cop that pulls Wayne over. Oh, um, I did not catch that. But, That's great. So, you know, I'll, I'll bring up the other gag later. Um, but yeah, then the chase, the shootout. Eventually, John's car is spinning and on fire and in the air because this is basically SSS tricky, but with flames <laughs> and explosions. Um, but you, you get at least one or two shots of John falling out of the car, not on fire. To make sure we know that he's not in trouble, really. Yeah, it's 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 another one of those glorious slobo scenes, like the car. Yeah, flaming car, everything's blowing up, a million gunshots everywhere. So eventually, you know, they they think they've got John off their tail. Um, they start kind of making their way through the swamp that they end up in, and there's a lot of infighting at this point between Rome's crew. They're all there's a lot of tension, but Rome basically says, you know, we can either stay here and kill each other, or we could go cash out, get our diamonds, get paid. Uh, at one point, Rome says, watch out for crocodiles, and Morgan has some great dialogue there. And I think uh, the guy whose name you knew and I didn't, who I called knockoff Scarface, or maybe knockoff Carl Urban, says, ain't no ca- crocodiles in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, but then, yep. then the real cops, Detective Van Buren, who basically looks like what would happen if old man Gill from The Simpsons had a little bit more backbone. He shows up at the scene of the explosion, the Menzo or whatever that gas station's called, and he's investigating it, and he eventually runs across John Triton. And yes. in that moment, you're pretty... I mean, I could instantly... I think the first time I saw this movie, I was pretty sure, yeah, he looks too much like a dirty cop to not be a bad guy. It's just like, the guy is not acting... I think he's acting to let you think he's bad guy yeah you know i wasn't suspicious yet but he pulls his gun he realize he pulls his gun uh he pulls his gun realizes it's just john john's like they killed my wife uh, i've seen them kill three people i don't want her to be the fourth and then it's a lot of classic lines van buren's like i can't give you permission to pursue john's like i'm not asking for it and then van buren eventually lets him go do it he's like just he's like you better hurry blah 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 um, but like why would he be trying to stop this guy who could help him if he was like in my head i'm linking I'm thinking, well, he wants to help protect his... If he's dirty, he might want to help them. So getting this guy to stop chasing them might be helpful for them. Right, right. then we get another... It's all about race conversation. Oh, God, yeah. There's so much there. Um, Well, because at one point... This comes up a few times, but eventually it's like... You know, Morgan says something. He's like, my problem is walking through this dirty-ass swap with a whole county looking for me because someone wanted to kill some cops... Uh, and they and the rest of the crew points out that Morgan is actually the only done most of the cop killing so far. Um, he pulled and, the bolt gun on the cop and shot him in the back. Like he also blew up a cop car with a rocket launcher earlier. So yeah. Um, and then there's like a weird, you know, there's a moment of tension between Vicera, who's the bootleg Scarface, and Morgan. They both have guns on each other. 
Rome tells everyone to calm down, but then is like, for whatever reason, shoots Viscera. Because yep. why not? Um, the answers and the questions, like, why did you do that or whatever, were not actually like elucidating to what his motivation was for that. It was just to give you more reason to believe that Rome is an untrustworthy yeah. um, player. And then, as the foreshadowing Henry touched on earlier, we see some alligators, and uh, Morgan's like, I thought there were no crocodiles here. And Bennett's like, well, they're not. They're alligators. And then they start to eat Viscera. Um, and then, oh yeah, there's... Oh, so this is where I think the movie really starts... I think Henry, we're on the same page here, but starts to do, almost become surreal in how campy and ridiculous it, ridiculous it is, particularly with Rome's performance. And John Cena's as well, because I think both of them, John gets much more mime-like, and he, a lot of these scenes he has nobody to talk to, and he's just tracking them throughout the forest, like, it's flash, like, we're flashing back to him in the Marines. Yeah. Like, oh, he sees blood on a tree from when the alligators were killing Viserys. Like, and, and then Rome is just... Okay, the gimmick that I think you're talking about is okay. Um, John Rome gets another call from his boss, and he finds out that the cops are onto him. They're chasing him, and then he gets another call because you can end uh, up one call with another, and then he decides he's gonna. You don't hear the other person, but Rome decides he's gonna waste the time of a cold calling cable TV salesperson asking if that comes with the full package of channels. And yeah, it, it was such such a good bit, like. Yeah, he goes from threatening his boss to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to the cable company real quick. I'll upgrade my 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 subscription. Who cares? By the way, John tracks Rome's crew. Yes, it's like it's it's a slow burn of like oh, hunting, hunting, hunting. Yeah, so he's John's John's kind of hunting through the swamp. He has a giant, comically large knife, um, and then we see oh yeah, they, they more more weirdness with the. Uh, with Morgan and the crew, he's more just kind of awkward race stuff. Then another moment of just surreal camp is with Rome and Kate, where, uh, you know, Angela's off in the background. Rome goes to Kate. He's like, oh, I thought, you know, maybe you and I can have a future. And he keeps making this weird gesture, like nodding back to Angela as if, like, he's going to get rid of her. And then she just says, like, I hate you. You're disgusting. Uh, then back to John he gets caught in a trap. One of those, I don't even know what you call them. But... Well, um, just first of all, like, um, Angela kept being confused about why they kidnapped Kate, so there's, I think they're playing on this whole, Rome doesn't, Rome's like, oh, I'm in here as a hostage. Yeah. No, that's the thing that you don't need, dude. The, yes. the entire reason why you lose this movie is because you took, but he, it's clearly just he's horny and he he wants to have his options open for people who he can repulsively uh, try to trick into a relationship or something. Yeah. Um. But John is now caught in a trap because two giant backwards men who seem um, uh, reject Wyatt family members show up and yes, they take him into, uh, I believe, the set of See No Evil. Yeah, so he's he ends up in this really creepy country house. They both think he's a cop um, and, you know, they want to take he him out. He looks like a cop. I like, mean, let's, he's not... Yeah, he's an ex-Marine. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. But uh, so eventually... Uh, to make a long story short, yeah, he's eventually tied up. Uh, the way John Cena gets out is he headbutts one of the guys. He does this amazing flip to break the chair that he's in. 
so he's fighting with these own guys. I also made a note here asking if Cena did his own stunts here, because I can't imagine there being a body double that has his size. Um, but it's something we'll look up. I'm sure there was a stunt person on set. But for the most part, I, th- I feel like, you know, John Cena is the stunt. You know, he is the, the special effects. Uh, but anyway, he he eventually breaks free of the the country crew and Rome. And then, yeah, I, probably the, the the most the wildest, most surreal, most hilarious scene in the movie comes up because Roman's crew kind of post up at this little boathouse. That's where they're going to hide out while they figure out the whole diamond situation. Um, and yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll start this off, Henry, and feel free to chime in. So Morgan, you know, they asked Morgan to go to the basement to turn the generator on. Then he pulls the classic. He's like, why me? He's like, what if what if there's some guy with a hockey mask and a hatchet or a group of country-ass crackers craving some man love? That's a direct quote from the film. Rome goes, oh, it'll be fun, like summer camp. Morgan uh, has a summer camp story. It's her- he has a counselor named Johnny Whiplash. And Johnny Whiplash <laughs> offered Morgan friendship and, you guessed it, rock candy. And then he offered Morgan something else that Morgan realizes he should not have accepted. And that's thankfully all they actually say about that, except that Rome gets a little bit weird, like, oh, like rolls his eyes in judgment. And yeah. it's just like, it's but you... <laughs> also Russell Frost is the name of John Cena's stunt double in this movie. Okay. Um, I just want to divert from that. But yeah, no, that's the important. rock candy turned out to not, the rock candy was just a diversion um, from what, it, it, it represents that, um, a traumatic time in, in Morgan's life. Yeah, it was just su- such a very traumatic danger in Morgan's childhood. Um, and meanwhile, John has a big ass knife and he's chasing them all down. Yes. So yeah, the rest of them, you know, Morgan's activating the general. Uh, sorry, Mor- the generator. Uh, the rest of and the John's crew- right outside the cabin. John's yes. right outside the cabin. So just as a yeah, just as Morgan's doing that, John bursts through the wall with the knife. They have a pretty short fight, and he just straight up stabs Morgan. So R.I.P. Morgan, you had a really tragic upbringing. I really feel for you, dude. Um, rest in peace to a real one. Uh, so the rest of the crew is just hanging out upstairs, drinking their Miller Lights. There's some rock and roll playing on the juke bo- jukebox. Kate's talking a bunch of smack to Angela, saying you're just her little puppet. Rome asks Bennett to get the boat started, and that's where John versus Bennett goes down. We get some great wrestling here. Uh, John hits Bennett with a choke slam, which I feel like is not in John Cena's, you know, wrestling moveset typically, maybe. I don't know. You know better than me, Henry. I don't even, I don't think so. I mean, there could have been a, <laughs> like, he's, he's no Nick Gage. He's not going to do a choke breaker even. So, yeah. like, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, no, it, I, oddly enough, the wrestling scene in this movie sort of, like, it's, it's sort of like it, they faded into the background almost for me. Like, I... You're retaining much more of what happens with the fight scenes in this movie than I am, except for the finish of Rome, technically. That's the That's thing a, I actually have a note on. It's a big on. finish, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, knockoff Curl Urban is gone. Yep. And I will. I just, I just want to. I just want to add in that it's. It looked just to add one more fight detail. I think John kills Bennett with what looks like a fatal leg drop. Like it doesn't look like something that would kill a person, but he basically does a leg drop and Bennett's dead. So. Sorry, proceed. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, of course, Detective Van Buren is here. And he and John are going to take out... Because I think they talk a little bit before they go inside. Yep. And then when they get inside, immediately, uh, Rome is laughing. Rome is just, like, bemused by all of what's going on in this moment. And that's because Rome knows 
Van Buren is here for his cut, not for to stop Rome. And then yeah. a big fight ensues, and Rome gets gets away with Kate and Angela. Yeah, so yeah, we have our, our classic our classic twist. Obviously, Van, Van Buren's dirty. Um, a shootout ensues, and John basically used Van Buren as a as a shield. Um, shout out to Roman Reigns. Donna. Donna. Seth Rollins. Um, and yeah, so they're on, like Henry said, they're on the run. Him and Angela have Kate. Another Yet another scene of John jumping out of an exploding house. He's just invincible to those at these point. At this point, um, and then a co- at one point, as John is making trying to catch up to uh, to Rome, a cop stops him, uh, arrest tries to arrest him. John pulls a reversal <laughs> and puts the cop in handcuffs and takes his gun and takes his boat, his police boat. Uh, then cut to Angela and Rome in the car. She's looking at one of the diamonds. She's like, "Oh, can I keep one of these?" And you know, Rome's like, "We'll see. Yeah, we'll figure something out." She straight up starts straddling him while they're yep, driving. Yep, she mounts him while he's driving. That's extremely like, unsafe. That's all I want to say. No judgment, but that doesn't seem like a safe way to, to be on the yeah, road. I mean, no kink shaming. Risk is risk. No, no, it's no, no, no. Fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like the thing is, it's like in in the moment that she's doing that, I'm just thinking, okay, what is she stealing out of his pockets? Like there, this has to be for something. Spoiler alert: it's not for anything other than titillation. It's um, just there, yeah. And then, um, I don't have anything in my notes until the big truck. I Do mean, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's basically it. You know, John, John catches up to them. They they all end up at Rita's Marina, and yeah, after after just like you said, Henry, after a, a bunch of after some chasing, John does this incredible leap onto their truck. Uh, <laughs> he gets to the side of the truck, grabs Angela, tosses her out of the, I think, the passenger side. So she's dead. She's, like, gets thrown... It was pretty brutal. Like, she gets thrown into a window and their diamond go- diamonds go everywhere. Uh, Rome drives the truck into an exploding set of barrels. Another big explosion. John Cena is doing, like, the stiffest military run towards them. And I think Rome gets out of the truck, but the truck goes into the water with Kate inside. So she's in danger. She's basically, like, she's sinking right now. Sorry. Um, the, like, John was, like, on the side of the truck before the truck in the north, and, like, to try to shake him off, they rammed the truck through a, a house. It's mm-hmm. like, they're fully trying... So, Kate's underwater, and now it's up to John to stop Rome. Um, Angela is where at this point? Like, my notes... Oh, no, she's, she's dead. Uh, she, uh... So during that, I think right before, yeah, I think as shortly after John gets on the truck, he like pulls her out of the passenger seat and just tosses her, okay. and she goes like flying through a window. It's pretty, it's it's pretty brutal actually. Um, so it's now <laughs> um, we're yeah so, now it's yeah. yeah no go ahead Kate, I, Kate the final showdown yeah no 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 yeah. no but Kate tried to choke Rome out at one point like Kate was trying to do her best to show she has agency in action, and like but Kate's stuck underwater handcuffed inside the truck. And Rome gets a sledgehammer. And at that moment, when he picked up a sledgehammer from the floor of this barn river, I heard, it's time to play the game! And Lemmy was in my head, in my head, in my head. And But then it's the, the John and Rome brawl. And yes. John triumphs over Rome, basically because the barn falls apart. Do you remember the weapon that Rome used in this fight? He eventually... Oh, no, I, no, no, the, the next weapon, yes. Yeah. Um, but, but, I'm, I, but John has to... Once... Rome seemingly is dispatched by the fall- falling apart by the barn that's falling apart. John jumps in the water to free Kate, and he yes, with his brute strength breaks the bar that her handcuffs are attached to, brings her out, does the mouth to mouth, trying to 
pump the water out of her chest, and then she wakes up, only for John to get. He gets attacked from behind by a burning Rome. Get it? Rome is burning. (laughs) But Rome is choking him with a giant steel chain. Mm. But Rome, when he shows up, has has a very molten black face from all the material. I'm like, okay, another T-1000 riff from the liquid metal face. Yep, very Terminator. Uh, But, you know, John pulls another reversal, manages to get him away. Um, And He sort of throws him with the chain in a way. Yeah, yeah. Seemingly with the flick of his wrist, snaps Rome's neck using the tension of the chain. Yeah, no, he see John Cena kills a lot of dudes in this movie. Um, yeah, so that's it. So Rome is defeated, and yeah, so there's there's a little bit of tension because, as like from the scene before, he's trying to. We don't know if Kate survived. Obviously, she coughs. She's alive. Everything's good. And then we just get this great final line where she, when she wakes up, she's like, "We should have gone to the beach." Credits. I thought Cena says that. One of them, maybe. Yeah, it was okay, one, of, one them. of them. Yeah. But that's okay. it, and then and then and then slam to credits. No like after scene. No like oh look at them living happily ever after. And that just is the... a very masculine <laughs> rap song playing over the end credits. Because yeah, we won. Yeah, that, that's best. that's the Marine. So so Henry, what did we think of this film? Second time through, I just thought like okay, it was how he's never not a Marine. Yeah. Like it's an interesting like once a Marine, always a Marine, and like. I don't. I think I like it a little more the second time, just because of how I, I sort of enjoyed the camp a little bit more this time, and how I mean, not forgiving it for its um, problematicness. Yeah. Um, but I'm still giving it. I believe it. I think we're. I'm going to adjust my scores over time. But to start, I sort of give this. A gentleman C. Yeah, this like, would be like a two, like a two out of five for me, maybe. Yeah, two point yeah, five, like, maybe. That's what I think where I was headed to because, like, we're not saying it's a sixty because that's what a literal uh, C minus would be. Yeah, if I remember my uh, classes, but um, no, I yeah, it's, I think um, originally we did the uh, knuckle shuffle scale for these movie ratings, and I think two point five is a good number to give this movie. Um, and if you're listening or watching right now and you're curious how this movie will rank compared to the rest and what other movies we have coming up next, I'm going to adjust our schedule. Uh, we have a spreadsheet in our Twitter account, it's our pinned tweet, and I will be adding the ratings we have, uh, the running ratings for this movie. So, Mike, you think we, we give it a 2.5 for now? I think we stick to 2.5. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, a lot of these movies were watching the second time. And I, I, I'm with you, Henry. I definitely... I mean, I feel the same where, like, it's not a good movie, but it's it's highly entertaining because it's so over the top, so cheesy. It's it's pretty short. It's about an hour and a half. Um, I was I was constantly laughing at the one-liners, even ones that I don't think were meant to be funny. Um, there's oh, no, definitely yeah. There's definitely some problematic stuff that doesn't hold up, but, yeah, it's just unashamedly like a cheeseball action movie. So if that's what you want, you're going to get it. Um, and, yeah, it's a solid, solid 2.5. I didn't mind watching it twice, which is a big compliment to any of these type of movies, so... Like, yeah, you could remember, like, you could predict who was... Go- we we were, were pretty sure that Van Buren was the bad guy. Like, you knew that... Um, well, I found funny as I had enough time to check using um, Soundhound what that song was, that it was the White Zombie song. I, I don't have that... When I called that out earlier, I don't have that title stuck in my head permanently. I, I, I cheated. 
But um, <laughs> like stuff like the Drake, and like everything in that. Op- I think the opening third yeah. of this movie might be better. I, I that's the one thing it sort of drags for me from about when you said when it gets kind of surreal from about I think um everything from um maybe like when they get the call when Rome gets the call that he's they're being on to him and he says I've got like every when he, after he's kidnapped Kate yeah like everything after K- Kate's kidnapped sort of is like mm. yeah yeah that's when it sort of flows for me but like I'm never not gonna enjoy a movie with surprise bazooka guy like there's stuff that <laughs> yeah like, they were aiming to be the k-e-w-l-e-s-t action movie at the time mm. they were really going for they went they went goofiness. for it they yeah. went for it 100 percent um but yeah remember this is only three years after bad boys 2 if we're placing this in like con- history like contextualizing it with like the action movies of its time it 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 doesn't have the Michael Bay polish behind it. Although it had the spinning car flying in the air that was on fire, it yeah. had that. It some, had the bullet, the bullet time, the moment. Yeah, but some would say some would say the Marine walked. So so the so Michael Bay's filmography could run. So, um, but yeah, no, this it was it was good for what it was. It was a WWE Studios film, and it was a corny, dumb action movie, problematic as hell, hell. But hey, just ask Peacock. That's not uh, an aberration in WWE's history. But I'll tell you what: uh, if you want to see more John Cena in in somewhat corny action thrillers, you don't have to wait very long because tomorrow, I believe, uh, we will be covering Twelve Rounds, uh, which uh, is represents a big leap because we're going to 2009, uh, several years later, slightly different type of film, a little more grounded, a little more serious. Um, but yeah, very... also this time he's not playing a character named John. This yeah. time he is Danny Fisher. So big... <laughs> we're gonna have to either just call him Cena from now on, yeah. or maybe remember the character's name is Danny. But like we won't have that crush, and neither does John. He's actually acting this time. And I think, I think we have an upgrade in our villain this time. Oh, for twelve rounds, absolutely a, a yeah. huge, a huge, and you'll you'll see a trend as Cena Files goes on. The the quality of actors definitely steps up. Uh, as John Cena gets into more and more different types of films. Uh, but yeah, you guys can catch... Uh, well, first to wrap up today, you know, thank you all for being here. Obviously, we are Cenophiles. We are going to be streaming these episodes live every weekend, but uh, we'll also be on all your favorite podcast streaming services, as well as YouTube. Uh, so definitely just follow us, follow our links everywhere. Uh, you know where we're at. And yeah, tomorrow, I believe, at 1 p.m. Uh, over here... Uh... Sorry, go ahead, Henry. I believe our time we had set was three. Oh, um, that works too. Yeah. Okay. So three p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Twelve rounds. We'll be back in it. Um, I'm watching these. I think both of us are watching uh, when we can. Watching them the morning of, so they're very fresh in our, fresh, yeah. uh, in our, in our inferiorly sized craniums. We don't have a noggin the size of John's, but you know, it's we're doing our best to make these movies fresh in our heads. And um, so yeah, three p.m. Eastern. For Sunday, May 23rd, we'll have 12 rounds. And also, just to give you a little extra, because that's what we like to do here. We like to give you a little more than you asked for. Um, I'm going to start the uh, first edition of the extra bit. Um, because we're sort of watching for franchises that we're not that familiar with. Mike over here, 
is actually watching the Fast and Furious movies for the first time. And I haven't, I haven't started have a... yet. No, 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 I know that. You ha I'm just previewing that you'll be eventually talking about, or trying to recap, because you're, you're, you're not going to go into Fast 9 cold. No, like, that would just be no I, I, have to, I have to do it legit. There is a history of character development that you yeah. have to follow through. But, in the meantime, I am watching another cinematic oeuvre for the first time. And I can talk about one of those, to two of those. Um, I am watching the Saw movies for the first time. And I gotta say, my favorite moment... I'm, I'm just gonna do one moment when I talk about these. Yep. I think yeah, my favorite minute. moment from Saw 1... No, no, now you need one minute. I wouldn't lie to you. That line from the very end of the movie is, I think, the best misdirect ever. Mm -hmm. Because it's the most, oh, he must be the bad guy moment. And he's not. And it's just a really great... Yeah. Saw 1, I'm, a great film. It's on HBO Max. All the Saw movies are on HBO Max. Check them out. Yep. I don't know how many more of these Saw recaps I'll do, except to say Saw Spiral, or Spiral colon Saw. Spiral, fr spiral from the Book of Saw is the full title. But it's not put that way on the poster. I know, because they, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's strange. Too long of a name. Uh, yeah, um, but it's, if you want to see Chris Rock and Sam Jackson being Chris Rock and Sam Jackson in a Saw movie, this it's movie a... does that to a 100% completion rate. 100%. It gets all the achievement trophies for uh, Chris Rock hamming it up yep. as Chris Rock. Yep, and he's, yep. he's supposed to be Sam Jackson's character's son. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a very good time. Just saw it last night. Um, but yeah, before this conversation spirals a little too much a little transition there uh yes yeah, so again this has been cenophiles uh you can catch us pretty much everywhere uh here on twitch we have a youtube channel uh cenophiles on youtube we'll be on all the big podcast services look out for this weekend's episodes uh probably early next week and uh yeah i believe tomorrow we we're going to be on one of our twitch channels so just follow yeah. our follow our social medias we'll we'll, we'll put that out there our Twitch channels are twitch.tv slash Mike Strikes Back for Mike's channel, which is where we're on today. And either we'll be back there tomorrow or we might be on twitch.tv slash Henry T. Casey. Those are our two homes for where we stream online. Um, Mike, is there anything else you'd like to talk about today? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, like all of our, you can follow us everywhere at all the icons below. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We got a whole lot more for you. And uh, yeah, a big Cena salute to everybody at home. All right.